Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the daily morning meeting with Mr. Antonio T. Smith Jr. We will be, he will be bringing, hopping on his camera in just a second, but we want to thank all of you for joining us in Personal Finances 77. Personal Finances 77 on the eighth day of the eighth month. For those of you who have opted in to get your micro business created by Antonio, you should have received emails with your questionnaire. Uh, We have received, I think about two or three of those questionnaires back. Oh, got about all of them? Awesome. All right, Antonio said he has about all of them. So congratulations to you all. He ain't got mine yet, I'm sending it though. (laughs) (laughs) He's shaking his head, he's all right. Only one person didn't send the birthdays, but 
about according to to the Chippewa. Gotcha. All right. So we thank you all for sending those over to us. If you have not. As Jerome has already said, but we know we're going to get Jerome's. If you have not sent over your questionnaire for your micro business, please do that to between today and tomorrow so Antonio can get your micro business built. Yeah, I think everybody did so. I'm pretty sure. Or just about. Just about. There's been no. It was a quick turnaround for just about everybody. Deanna don't check her email on the weekends. I do. I never take a day off. Never take a day off. All right, welcome to all of you. Let me get live on YouTube here. I think, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, one of y'all mute, whoever that is. But I think I waited for this class for a while. I should have did it at the beginning, but I, I talk myself out of it because I just have a different view of personal finance. This is class 77 and I'm going to title it five things every everyone should master. Actually it's called it five financial principles everyone should master. So five financial principles everyone should master. I think this is going to be eye-opening for most of you. Some of you already know this stuff. However, knowing something doesn't mean you're practicing it. How many of us out there right now know that you need to lose weight, but you are not currently <laughs> losing Watch weight? You understand? All, all right, now, sir. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Releasing weight. Well, you, you are correct. You are correct. Releasing weights is absolutely correct. Nevertheless, I mean, you know, you're supposed to be saving 10% of your income, but you are not saving 10% of your income. You say, well, I am. And then if I wait a little longer, but um, yeah, because you, you know, paid some insurance bill or something that you should not have done inside of that. Five things that you should master in personal finances. And I'm going to update you today. We'll be getting started with Melissa's $33 million problem. So today we'll be doing that. So you'll probably get an update on that tomorrow. Bunch of preliminary things first before we get started. I'm sorry. Yes, I thought I did. Bunch of preliminary things. But actually, let me give you what these things are first, and then I'll go to the preliminary things. Number one, you should not be saving money in the bank. Yep. You shouldn't even be putting money in the bank, but we'll, we'll get to that here in a second. That's the, no, that's the number one thing I want you to, I'm going to tell you, it's the number one thing I want you to master, stop using the bank. Now, right now, I can tell you for sure, everybody, 40 and above, is shocked I just said that. Yes. Okay. 
just so we're clear. <laughs> I know, I, I, yeah, I know I just shocked you. I know for sure. I just shocked you for sure. Number two, what is, comp well, mastering compound interest. Easy. Mastering compound interest. Easy, 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 easy. Just because we know about it don't mean we're doing it. Yes. The rule of 72 is number three. I'll explain. The 2010 rule, sometimes called 1020 rule. Number four. And then the 50, 20, 30 rule is number five. Let me talk to the Phil Sorrentinos of the crowd. Not the Phil Sorrentino character people of the crowd, the Phil Sorrentino knowledge people of the crowd of finances. Because Phil is not gonna do this in character. But if you have Phil's knowledge, but not Phil's character, you go say, oh, I know all this. You probably don't know it the way you should. Well, pay attention anyway. Okay. I know Phil will because he, he, he always lead forward to take a little note real quick, you know, and something like that. But just, just know uh, compound interest is not a problem. Well, it is a problem. It is a major problem, my friends. You know why compound interest is a major problem? Because you're getting worse in your financial statuses because inflation is, you're using inflation more than you're using compound interest. You're not just using inflation. We're also devaluing your money faster than your heart beats. If we devalue, I mean, if your heart beat less if as as less efficient on how I say that if if the way we devalued money mm -hmm. is the way your body devalued the strength of your heart you'd have been dead about your 13th day alive I'm not joking you'll see I'll bring it up so some preliminaries preliminary stuff Antonio, do I need credit? The answer is yes. But you don't need credit like a middle-class person. Okay? Go ahead, Phil, no, please. Oh, yeah, okay. The answer is you don't need credit like a middle-class person. What do I mean by that? Very short explanation here. Middle-class people use credit to borrow. Wealthy people use credit to leverage. Let me switch that leverage. Wealthy people use credit as business cards. There you go. Because borrowing technically is leveraging. Wealthy people use credit as business cards. What does that mean, Antonio? That means if a wealthy person with a wealthy mindset gets $100,000, borrowed that wealthy person is turning that hundred thousand dollars to at least a hundred and eight thousand dollars an eight that's a that's a modest eight percent return modest that's 
very fair. I was, oh, thank you. Very modest 8% return. I look weird, but now it's not, now it's not hitting the, the collar. <laughs> A modest 8% return. Cool. Got it? That's where that rule 72 comes in. How long does it take for that to happen? Well, almost to happen, but we'll get there when we get there. Cool. Everybody got it? Outstanding. Don't worry about it. We'll, I'm going to break it all down. Should Antonio, should I use credit? Yes. The problem is you use credit to buy stuff. That's never going to work out for your future. Credit is not used to buy stuff. Credit is used to speed up your abundant retirement. Yes. Credit is used to speed up your abundant retirement. If I use my credit, let's say I get the 50, well, let me not use me because I'm, 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 I'm aggressive. I'm not a, I'm not a good example because I'm aggressive. I'm not, I'm not a good example. Or maybe I am a good example. So we'll use, we'll use me twice. We'll use 40-year-old me who still behaves financially like I'm 18, be, uh, invest financially like I'm 18, not behave. Behave financially like I'm 18. Yeah, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I said. That wasn't smart, field, but investing. 40-year-old, 41, I'm 41, I forgot. 41-year-old Antonio <laughs> invest like 18-year-old Antonio. That means extremely aggressive. Why? Because I got 15 more years before I'm old. If you're 40 and you mess up your life, calm down. You'll get it back together next year. You're fine. Y'all relax with all that stuff. Go ahead, Grace. Is all this under the compound interest section? Or no, you just, okay. It's, this is preliminary. I, need, I want you to get this stuff so I can go in detail the other stuff. If you are 40, if you are less than 45, no, I'm going to, eh, 45, 48, and you don't have your life together, calm down, Susie. You're going to be just fine, okay? You're going to be just fine. You are young. You are so young that most millionaires don't even happen to their 45. You're on track. You will be okay. But it goes fast after that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me tell you. Fair enough. <laughs> that thing goes straight from 45 to 60 before in six seconds, like a race car. Like a race yeah. car. <laughs> Fair enough. So Antonio still takes massive, aggressive investment tactics. What do I mean by that? If I'm in stocks, that means 90% of my stocks are stocks. 10% would be bonds. That is not Phil. That is not Anthony's portfolio. That would be, uh, I'm trying to use a professional word, but that would be dumb of them to do that because they are a little bit past 45 and they should not be investing that way. 
at this point, they're taking money out of volatile things and putting it into real estate and minerals, things like hard income producing assets that they can touch. Gold and silver. Exactly. Things they can touch and walk into. You understand? Because if Phil, buy, Phil and Susan buy a $300,000 house and somebody burn it down, they still get $300,000 back through insurance. I'm very, uh, look, see, somebody's probably messing me right now. I read it to you. Thank you. I needed to hear that about the age. Some of y'all are 41 with your life not together. You'll be fine. You will be fine. You will be absolutely fine. You're not, you're not, you're not, I wouldn't stop investing. Now remember, Antoine, I got different financial goals. Now, if you want to be debt-free, then you need to go follow Dave Ramsey. I'm not the debt-free guy. I'm the have a whole billion dollars worth of debt and then get 10,000 customers to pay for that billion dollars worth of debt every day. That's me. This is what... Melissa's doing. You, you understand? She, she's not taking the Dave Ramsey route. No yeah. disrespect to him and his teachings. She's taking the Antonio Grant Cardone route. The let me the Donald Trump route. Let me leverage all this debt, and I will have no debt that other people do not pay. That's the goal. That's the point. The point, Frida, is not to pay your own bills. And if any of you are paying your own bills, congratulations, you need this class. Congratulations. Credit should not be used to spend money. Credit should not be used to buy a house. See that? There I go again. There is no house on my personal credit. None. I am still, I got Tyrell right now trying to figure out how much the VA going to give me towards this mansion. You understand? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling the truth. I'm, I'm telling the truth. There's no personal credit. There's no house on my personal credit. None. None. Don't worry about my business credit. They do some stuff. Don't worry about all that. You know Antonio. Uh-huh. Is there a limit in years when you can use your VA? No. No limit. Really? Yes, oh sir. shucks. <laughs> you shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> yes, sir. Now. Yes, sir. Now, I can still use my Hazelwood Act. Well, that, that's a Texas VA thing, but I can still use that. I just went to a private school twice, but sure can. I have no personal credit, no personal house on my credit. Why? Because there's under no intentions, freedom. No intentions, freedom. Was I going to buy a house and pay for it? The first five houses I bought was under Smith Cousin Properties, LLC. You can look it up as public tax records. Smith Cousin Properties, LLC. First five houses I bought. Smith Cousin Properties, LLC. I have more LLCs now, but that was the first five. No personal guarantee. Two of those houses, I foreclosed on because I bought those houses in 2008. 
I had no idea that I was in the Great Recession. <laughs> so I, we found out together. <laughs> we found out together for sure. I had no idea. I was in 2008, the Great Recession. And those two foreclosures don't show up on my credit. Oh, somebody needs to hear that, man. I was a total loser with those two houses. I failed with those two houses. Can I tell you what I did, Phil? Took those losses, moved those other properties, shut that LLC down. What? Is that not what I was I wasn't supposed to say that aloud. LLC is not active. Sounds like the right thing to do to me. Here's <laughs> <laughs> what it is. It is what it is. You, you win some, you lose some. I wish I was one of the people that say, oh man, I've never taken a loss. No, I didn't have no mentors. I ain't had no Antonio. I was coming from the hood and figured this stuff out. I had to bang my head a couple of times. I'm like, Jay-Z, I sold drugs, so you didn't have to. <laughs> you know, I foreclosed on houses, so you didn't have to. You understand? <laughs> no money in the bank. Well, I'm not sorry. That, that's my main point. Credit is important. But if you get, if you use your credit to buy something, I'm not telling you you're wrong, but I am telling you you're shooting your dreams in the heart. Now that I am telling you, and I know this is contradictory because I know you've been taught to use credit. Yeah, but you use credit and then buy depreciating assets. Mm -hmm. They said, well, my house is not a depreciating asset. But yeah, but you pay for it. Mm -hmm. So your income now is a depreciating asset. Yeah, there's a big difference between how people think. You, you, you get it? Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a, I'm learning how to think like a millionaire. And I get closer every day. I mean, I'm not a millionaire, a billionaire. And I get closer every day. But there is a big difference between billionaire thinking and millionaire thinking they're not even billionaire thinking is just alien thoughts they, they these these thoughts really make no sense they really don't they're, they're just out of this world they really are they're just out of this world they're just out of this world here's a millionaire thought that i have for you that i just came up while i was saying that if antonio had to start all, i mean i keep saying millionaire Billionaire, if Antonio had to start all over with this mindset, if I had to start, if I had to, like you say, let's say I lose everything right now and I have to, if I lose everything right now and I have to start over, there's two immediate things I am going to do. Two immediate things. Three immediate things. One, I want to start a new entity. There's no doubt about it. Okay, <laughs> start a new entity ASAP. You hear me? ASAP. I'm gonna start a new entity. Two, I'm going immediately into e-commerce, specializing in people with extreme discretionary income. 
or fetish income. Hmm. You're gonna have to have discretionary income or fetish income. I won't go into the details of fetish income as you are clever enough to understand fetish income. When you have a fetish, you do too much with that. I'm counting on that. Do you understand? The first thing I would do, I would go into people with discretionary income. Sorry, black people, I'm selling you something. This is what it is. And I'm going straight to people who want Viagra and I don't know, you know, rose toys, all that stuff. Whatever you like, whatever you do, I'm going right there where the fetish is at. Foots, feet, all that stuff. <laughs> I'm going there. Why? Easy money. The, the third thing I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure my credit is okay or fix it. And I'm going to sell my credit every chance I get. Can y'all see with this mindset, I'm going to where you already spending the money. You addicted to spending that money. When you are someone in a marginalized community, you don't feel good unless you dropping money. Come on, help me somebody. Don't fool me now. You understand? That's 100%. And then when you have a fetish, it's tied so psychologically into your brain that you feel good when you spend that money. You're addicted to it. I would go to where I ain't got to beg nobody for my money. Can y'all? I'm trying to make this make real good sense. I want to beg nobody for my money. And then credit. Oh, all of y'all wanting to get your, get your little house? Don't worry about it. You give me $5,000. I'll be your trade line. You understand? I'll be your trade line. You got 60 days to apply for whatever you want. And I'll make $5,000 an hour if they let me. <laughs> I would. And I'll take all that money and I'll go back into real estate. Very different. That's a very different answer than 20-year-old me. 20-year-old me would have been like, well, I'm going to get all my homeboys. No, I'm already wrong. I'm already wrong. Okay, I'm already wrong. I'm already wrong. Last thing, and this is re repetition. Somebody said, I have a, oh, Lord. I am interested in that. Very interested. Somebody said, I got 2,000 Viagra pills. I'm very interested. If we can communicate offline, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have them gone ASAP. I'll have them gone ASAP. I wish, I wish it was two years ago in the, in the, in the heart of the pandemic. They would have they would have been gone today. <laughs> they would have been gone today. All those COVID babies out here right now. They would have been gone. They would have been gone. Last thing preliminary, and now this is just repeat. If you don't understand what I'm about to say, if you don't understand, because I know I'm like going against the grain, any of this stuff, and if you 41, if you 40, if 41 and can't pay your rent. I'll give me some real examples or uh, 45 and just getting divorced, 37 and saying things like, I just, I know I could do better. Is this, I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep it real. Relax. You'll be fine. You're not old until you're 60 and that's not old. 
60 is middle age, as far as I'm concerned. Thank you for the correction, sir. You understand. <laughs> you really can mess up your life until you're 50 without being behind. The one thing you can't do is wait to invest your money in compound interest. That's the one thing you can't do. The one thing you can't do is wait to invest your money in compound interest because the difference between 10 years is about $1.8 million in compound interest. Cool. Any questions? I'm about to go against y'all grain or something. All right. No questions. Good. Well, if they are, if are, you just, you know, y'all know what to do. Just interrupt me. Number one, you should not be saving money in the bank. I'm sorry. If you just joined us, we're talking about the five, I don't know. Grace, what's the title? I forgot. I didn't copy and paste it like I normally do. We are talking about the five principles of, I was just there, uh, five finance, five finance principles everyone should master. Should say financial, but you know, <clears throat> apparently I don't understand adjectives at 7.45 in the morning. Five financial principles. And Grace gave them to you up front. Read them out loud, Grace. Number one, you should not be saving money in the bank. Number two, mastering compound interest. Three, the rule of 72. Four, the 2010 rule, sometimes called 1020 rule. And five, the 50, 20, 30 rule. Now I can assure you, while these are standard practices, I waited this long to bring them out because Antonio has a completely different view. Well, not a completely different. I have an aggressive billionaire approach and view to these things that's why i didn't start off with them may i ask the question sir you sure can because you, you're gonna love this class by the way too okay i think so <laughs> can you use the bank as a holding tank in anticipation of executing your next objective that is absolutely correct absolutely that is okay okay quite yeah quite listed. i got worried for a second there. yes <laughs> yes quite wise quite but i would use that in the savings rather than a checking uh, this is a great question so let's let, let's let's start here and then i'll build back if you put money in the bank regardless you're losing money between inflation the devaluing of the u.s dollar and the mere fact that the federal government is punishing banks to even hold money y'all don't even know that like wow. you better be glad they just raised the interest rates twice because the banks were being punished for holding money. Pushed, that's why, so at, least your savings, at least in your savings account, you're getting something back. You know what I'm saying? You're getting something back. Antonio, why should you not put money in the bank? Banks don't put money in the bank. <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> Y'all never thought about this. Banks don't put money in the bank. Banks put money in your pockets. <laughs> you the bank. <laughs> banks don't put money in the bank. That's not what banks do. As weird as that sounds, banks do not put money in the bank. Banks are for transactions only. Banks are for transactions. Banks are not for savings. 
Banks are for transactions. That's it. Go ahead, uh, Sheena. Good morning. Mornings. Okay. I have a question. Mm -hmm. So I know banks aren't where you put your money, but I know the insurance thing, you know how you put your money into your insurance and then you can borrow off your insurance? Do you know of a better insurance program or a different company that works best or the company that you should work best for? Hold on. Right. No, no, you're good. Bluetooth, my love. Sorry, Ray. No, you you good. You good. You good. You, you asked a no, thank no, you. You you asked a very good question. And the answer is yes and yes. Very good question. And your hat looks very extra. It looks nice. Good. You look Jaja Gaborish. There you <laughs> go. I got home yesterday. So you know that was the first thing I had to go do. Uh understood. That does make sense. That makes got sense. Straight to the shop. I had to get it up. <laughs> that makes sense. You, she was in the jungle for six months, so she had to get a hat done. She got to get back to the city life. I do understand city life. She asked a good question. Should you use an insurance company to multiply your money? The answer is yes. They've been doing that since the beginning of capitalism. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They've been doing that. You know, you can come a whole insurance, life insurance, but there's other ones because it's what she asked. There are companies, you can just find it with a simple Google search. We're going to take Phil and Anthony. And they say, okay, I'm about to retire now. And then they take their money and then they pay an insurance company. And it's an insurance company that does this to stretch out their money throughout retirement, but not like retirement income. Even... What the, what the insurance company does is borrow their $3 million and then puts them on a $15,000 a month or just I'm, I'm making up the rate of returns until death, regardless of what happens, even if they exceed what they put out because that insurance company is going to continuously be leveraging their money. That's one of the best ways to retire, not to use your retirement check, but to use a private bank or insurance company. So, it really is. And there's a book that covers this. I got you. It's a book that covers this. It's Tony Robbins, Unshakable. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. But there's a couple of different companies. The one that we have is really, it's expensive. It was expensive to start, like to get Ray on. And she was like 14 at the time was about close to $3,000 just to start the policy for her. So All she right. has like the kids have one I couldn't get in because if you're over like 25, it's like 10 grand to start with the company that I have. So I wanted to know if you have another one. And it's like probably $900 a month for Kiana Lorraine. Okay, fair enough. I will send you offline. I'll send you offline the company that I trust, but I don't want to say it out loud as you're in CPA territory right now so I would say it aloud. I can't tell you this what you're saying is so against the grain and regular or or working class communities there we go that your well there you go universal index life insurance <clears throat> that's 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 definitely that it's so against the grain 
that I want to tell a story. I have some Jewish friends. I have a lot of Jewish friends. And when they die, their children receive a million dollars upon their parents' death. How? Through something like a universal index life insurance policy. Upon death, they get the children a million dollars. Set up something similar to what she said. Well, I got it at nine. It was nine thousand dollars to start up, and this, 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 and that. And if you don't understand that, it has nothing to do with your intelligence. You're just not in a community that values mm -hmm. leaving cash legacies. Mm -hmm. Okay, lean in. Where I come from. The word legacy isn't even used. <clears throat> if it is used, it's the black pastor not thinking about a cash legacy, but in his death, because I'm in the Bible belt, <clears throat> he's thinking about two things paying off the building the debt he inherited. But yeah, I don't want to act like we don't want to keep it real. And what's it going to sound like doing church history, church history program <laughs> when they read his name? I don't know if y'all know about the Black church and the church history program, but it goes like this. There is a whole long section that should not be there in which some lady with a hat on reads the church history from beginning to end mm -hmm. pastor and it's and, and it's always pastor j.i randall i did that two weeks ago and <laughs> <I'm the lady laughs> okay so long as you understand i'm not making this up is this fair that's the only time we think about legacy is when we think about playing off the edifice you know we like to say that's like, it. Like, uh, playing off the edifice or how I'm gonna how I'm gonna be remembered in writing. I'm not saying this is wrong. I'm just saying this is where I'm from. That's that's what I said. I'm, where I'm from. Legacy is not something we use as a child. We don't sit. There. I ain't never. I have never. Maybe maybe some of y'all. I have never sat at the, the dinner table and had a legacy conversation with my family. Nope. I've never. Okay. I've, I've never had that happen. I've never, grandmother, like, it's never happened. <laughs> Closest thing we got to, grandmother house was paid off. She worked hard. It started off as a one bedroom. The mechanical and carpenter sons that she had, because she had eight children, literally changed that to one bedroom to a three bedroom. It's been paid off since the 60s. And now it's 2008. And now the only legacy we got his grandmother house the hurricane ike come through mm. so now you know what we got to do mm. cash me out <laughs> now we don't own grandmother house no more because we all walked away with twelve thousand dollars eight kids and that wasn't an example i just told you the smith family history asap <laughs>
That's why I was some extreme details in there. Okay, <laughs> that really happened. That's the closest thing we get to legacy grandmother house. Not make a pen on me. I'm just telling you what it is. That's what we get. Excuse me, Antonio. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, that life insurance thing, legacy that you're talking about. Uh, what do you know what the cap on the age is for that? I've never seen a cap on the age. I do know it gets more expensive, but I've never personally seen it. So it gets more expensive as your grandchildren get older or something? Is that how that works? Yes and no. There's terms. So you, but yes, that's one way to work. Another way to work is it gets more expensive according to what kind of coverage you want to have and how much. And the, the biggest determining factor is how much cash you want out of this this is the biggest determining factor here how much cash do you want out of this and how many oh i misunderstood you then because i thought there was something that you paid to an insurance company to make sure your grandkids or something no no it's correct and then how much cash do you want out of it in your death you get what i'm saying like yeah all right i got you now yeah there you there you go there you go there you go absolutely so while I said my grandmother talked about that, now I finally understand. I thought she was crazy. I, yeah. I completely understand. I completely understand. And you got to remember, y'all, we make, we're the people in a working class. It's, this has nothing to do with gender or community. I'm saying the working class is a community. Is this fair? Mm-hmm. If, you, if, you, if you think Black when I say this, that's fine. If you think white when I say this, that's fine. If you think Hispanic, that's fine. Because it's all working class. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. You think white? That's fine. Because whatever, however you pitch it, pitch it. We make a hundred thousand, but walk away with two thousand a month at the end of the month, if that. It is because we use the bank too much, and most importantly, our income rises, so our expenses rise. I mean, come on, Antoine can't have this good job without having that good car. That's it. Oh, nah. Come on, man. Come on, pastor, 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 pastor. We got 400 members. Got to have a... Watch it. You can't drive a Honda Civic no more, pastor. Watch it, Don't fool me now. You know what I'm saying? Don't matter what it is. You get, and then you say, got to get up there. Ooh, I got me a good job. 75000 a year. Time to buy a house. Now, if that ain't accurate, I don't know what is. No, what is? No, I can't. I can't get the used car. I can buy a new one now. One of the worst investments you can ever do in your whole life. One of the worst investments you can do in your entire life. Wrap up this point. Your money should not be in the bank. Banks don't use banks. Here's another funny fact about banks. Banks convince you to own where you live while they rent where they work. That's it. I'm exposed the whole system today, y'all. Just, just so we know. Just so we're clear. <laughs> and uh, Antoine gets it. Just so we're clear. I'm exposing the whole system. Let's say, Antonio, you know you should own that while renting $25,000 a month. Banks don't keep money in the banks. A bank is for transactions. Banks are not for savings. That's why we have investment accounts. And that's why there's such a large community of them. 
Morgan Stanley. Just, I don't even want to go to the names. That's why so many. And you should really think about that the universal index life insurance and anything like that. There's plenty. There's plenty. It's too many to name. And my, 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 my disgust for most of these banks that I can recommend to you getting a bailout in 2008 and 2020, my disgust for that is stopping me from saying things like AIG, which is one of the worst people uh, or entities to take money from the middle class. But don't mind me. Don't mind me. There you go. Money don't belong in the bank. Is that okay for y'all? Now, I know you ain't like it, but that ain't what I'm asking you. I'm just saying, is it okay that I said it? Yes. Outstanding. If you be small, oh, I'm going to get a CD, a certificate of deposit. Child. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do with that. And, and Antonio, if I may add, if you're thinking about doing something like that with the insurance company, you want to do it while you're young and while you're healthy, because if you have any health issues, that'll automatically kick you out. So, Well, no doubt. His, no, no, no doubt. No doubt about that. Here's the number one reason why Antonio does not want any of you all to keep money in the banks. And I know this is very against the grain, but remember... we probably don't have the same financial goals for one you know i'm going after a hundred billion dollars cash that makes me do a lot of different things differently a lot of or she a whole when you're going after a hundred billion dollars cash you do not do regular things you can't it's impossible that that vehicle of a hundred billion dollars cash changes all my vehicles you know pre all my vehicles before Money has no value unless it's moving and monies don't move sitting in your bank account. When y'all put money, so you know how, you know how I always be making fun of the donia and she, she, she chime back in like, oh, the 840 credits going. You know? <laughs> if you go have a friend and make fun of her, make fun of her about the 840 credit score. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, like that's it, that's it, that's it. That's the kind of fun you make about your friends. You know, that's, that's the, the wealth jokes. <laughs> you know, have friends where you can make wealthy jokes about them. You understand? Say that's the kind of friend. But here's the deal. Why she always jump on that samurai sword for me so I can teach this class. Y'all do the same thing with your bank account. The same love she got for her 840 is the same love you got for that 3,000, 10,000, 30,000 in your account. How long should you hold it there? Optimally, no, you never. Like if you're just holding it there. Oh, oh, until prices go down. Until prices go down. That's a good question. Yeah, what he was asked: How long should you hold it there? Optimally, and it's until prices go down. Your money is. Antonio, give me more reasons why money shouldn't be in the bank. Well, you can't take taxes off of it. Can't get any deductions. How about that? There's no tax loopholes for money in the bank. How about that? Am I making some sense, Anthony? I understand what you're saying, but you know, I'm just trying to figure out the the, the time limit, and the optimum time limit. I mean, you can't. I can't have it sitting in my house. Well, not fair <laughs> enough. The optimal time limit is when I got prices. it sitting in vehicles where I can get some of it when I need to get it. Fair enough. You know, I don't. I don't want to have it sitting in my house. So then, for you. 
the optimal time limit has two different questions. I mean, two different answers to it. The optimal time limit is 100% when prices go down. But then you have to have a vehicle you're trying to invest in. That's, just, that's making that assumption. And in his case, it should be real estate or minerals. In his case. So right now, looking at anything, not just minerals, but you know, anything hard that is not any hard appreciating income producing asset. But Antonio. Yes, sir. You are keeping Anthony from doing what you just said. Because the corn ain't out. He's ready to invest in the corn. The real estate ain't out. He's ready to invest in the real estate. So he's ready to take that money. Do it. <laughs> you ain't helping him. Thank yeah, you, no, The coin is my fault. September 30th is coming, though. I can't, he got Thank it. you, Jerome. I needed that because <laughs> I'm about to release the Kraken in September. And uh, I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. No, September is, that's happening regardless. That is happening. That's happening regardless. The coin is strategic. Coin is strategic. You, Janice, you cannot, under any circumstances, get a dollar for dollar tax write-off with money in your bank account. You can't use your bank account as a depreciating asset or tax strategy to offset your real estate. But you can do that with real estate. What's better to take $50,000 and put it in the bank checking account and it depreciates by inflation and devaluing on the dollar alone or put money, $50,000 in a bank account, savings account, and then you get 0 0.008 or 0 0.08, so 50,000. So then you get $800 interest off that $50 over a year, or take $50,000, put it into a fourplex, and then after taxes, insurance, and mortgage, and I mean, well, mortgage would be your loan payment, you're still making from four houses $800 a door. You can't do that with a bank. So you turn 50,000 and then now you're making 3,200, 3,200 from that 50,000. Why? Because in the real estate, that money is moving mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and your bank is not. Then that hundred and no, 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 no. That $450,000 fourplex, that's about what that will be, $50,000 now, now becomes not only an asset for you, but a type of asset that tells the government, oh, yeah, cut me a break. Cut me some slack. So now the government pays you $20,000 during tax time because you got the real estate instead of you paying $20,000 for them. The government loves, yeah, you, you, you're right. The government loves investors. The government bank is the middle class. You are simply, Janice, constitutionally, what is the only way that the United States government can make money? Constitutionally. 
Texas. 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 <laughs> Under no circumstances can the government go out there and compete with you in real estate or business. Texas. So if you are paying taxes, guess what's happening? The government is insuring his income. Mm -hmm. And stop letting them tell you, well, vote a Republican again so we can drop these taxes. Lies. Vote a Democrat again so we can drop these taxes. Lies. Red president, blue president, taxes going up every term. I've been alive 41 years. I've never seen taxes go down. I've seen the propaganda feel saying we lowered taxes in one area. I've seen that. Go ahead, Phil. Well, how did the government make money before income tax? Because income tax just came back about in the Yeah, good question. A few ways. I remember uh, going being in school and they were talking about the Louisiana Purchase and how, I forget the president's name at the time, rushed it through because it wasn't constitutional. Or, or, not that it wasn't constitutional, but it wasn't sure if it was constitutional. <laughs> so they did it anyway. <laughs> so they did it anyway. You know, I have, you know, let's Google that because I, I got some hood answers. <laughs> let's Google that real quick. How did the government make money before Beowulf. That's what just happened. <laughs> I mistyped before and it's put up Beowulf. Beowulf yeah. <laughs> Google was trying to anticipate what I was writing. Yeah. Tariffs. I was going to say import export. Tariffs. Uh, with the largest source of federal revenue from the 1970s, 1790s. I'm not even dyslexic. I'm not even dyslexic. I just, my brain just did it on its own. Tariffs was one, one, one way for sure. Let's see, how did I make money? There was no income tax. Uh, yep. See, that's, I was trying to avoid this one. Tobacco tax or I'll call them fees. Uh, lev taxes levied on goods, that's exports, that's import exports, tariffs. Like a Mercedes Benz is not a luxury car. It is in America, but in Europe, yeah. it's, it's a cab. Yeah, it's a Honda Civic because it's 100% levy on top of that, a tariff on top of that thing. Donald Trump did actually a pretty good job with tariffs. And, you know, let me, let me just dispel y'all news channels real quick. Donald Trump legislatively was really good for business owners. That's a broad statement, but business owners, would it be especially for charter schools, but for business owners, legislatively. And they're repealing a lot of what he did. But not that. Yeah. <laughs> not that. Not that business stuff. Joe Biden is probably going to go down as one of the most legislative accomplished presidents of all time. Of 
all time. Yet your news channels and your social media say they're not a good president. That is not true. As a matter of fact, there's a historic bill that just got passed yesterday. Yes, and they got that loophole that's still there that I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna get my money to that through that loophole. That's really what I'm not, trying to do now. Yeah, that's why know. I'm listening so intently this morning. <laughs> Look, you already know that they not just fit to uh <laughs> you know they ain't fit Phil, the government don't love you like that. <laughs> They're going to take care of you and then take care of themselves on the, with them earmarks and them dog ears. You know, they're they going to do that. You know, that's what they're going to do. So y'all like this bill, but we're going to pass that other stuff y'all voted down. You know, I would do the same thing. So it's all right. It's, it, I, I, I get it. I get it. Historic immigration bill. Histor like his. Anyway, that's not the. Joe Biden is really comparable to Lyndon B. Johnson. FDR. And I'm, I'm telling you the truth, like just, just from this, you know, statistics, this statistic. But of course, we don't like any president while they're in office. We like all dead presidents. You know, we like all the dead presidents. We don't like nobody while they're in office. Nobody. <laughs> nobody while they're in office. Number two, compound interest. The life-changing magic of compound interest. Let's first go with what is compound interest. Antonio term, money on top of money. That's it. Don't, don't. You can look it up, but don't. Don't. Money on top of money. What's the second definition, Antonio? Money making money. What's the third definition? Money making money, making money. Like you keep going, I'm gonna just add in another money. That's what compound interest is. If you double a penny for 30 days, it would be a million dollars. That's compound interest. That's shocking. I'm, I know it. I've seen it. I, I can use the calculator. And I'm still shocked. I look at the calculator. I look at the math. And I'm still blown away by that fact. I am I'm looking at it. I say, yep, that's a million. And I'm still blown away by the fact. That's let's something. Let's do it. Let's not look at it and be blown away. <laughs> And, uh, go ahead, Phil. <laughs> you know, I've heard that example hundreds of times. I've always wondered, well, how do you double your money every day? How do you pull that off? Yeah. It's okay to say that, but how do you how do you double it every day? What what vehicle? What process? You know what? Let's break that down, man, because that's 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 actually very good. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, no, that's that's that's, that's very good. Doubling your money every day is hard even when it's a penny when i used to consult businesses I and mean, i still do i just do it in groups but when i used to be more like what what got you here what get you there what's my guy name marshall, marshall goldsmith i used to be more like marshall goldsmith i used to run in the company and say, do this i started and do i started helping churches so it was make sense to me it was, just, it was like the dude sitting next to me was a pastor. So it just made sense to start right there. It just made sense, right? Pastor got 100 members, wants to say, well, what you want to do, Pastor? Well, I want to get to 200 members. I said, wait a minute. I do this all the time. Like, wait a minute. 
Pastor, I, I, I hear you. Well, I need, I need you to understand that that's 100% growth. So you don't think about it that way. You go, ah, I want to go 102. Or you go, I got 76 members, and I want to go to 100. Wait a minute, Pastor. That's, <laughs> that's 25% growth. Like, I, I still need you to get <laughs> that that's a lot. Maybe we Antonio. Can, you know, yes, sir. So does that mean that if I double it every seven days, I get 250,000? Because I, I can handle that. Well, then, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. The only two ways that you're going to invest, excuse me, and double your money. And you got to move to the B quadrant and the I quadrant, barring from Robert Kiyosaki. I know how to double my money into a certain point. Because once it gets to a hundred thousand, now you're talking about two hundred thousand the next day. <laughs> that's 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 a lot. You understand that? That's a lot. That's why I was giving that that church example. So now what we do is we say to ourselves, "Okay, Antonio, that makes some sense. That's difficult. You're going to have to have the right vehicle. You're going to have to have the right software." the right staff and most importantly because after i say this i'm gonna be unqualified to talk about the rest of it you're gonna have to stop working with your friends in order to grow from fifty thousand to a hundred thousand in one day you actually need people around you far superior than you and that's probably not your friends you didn't choose your friends to be superior than you. You chose your friends to be like-minded. You choose like-minded friends, not superior friends. Simple interest versus compound interest. They work a little different. Just know that there's a difference. I don't feel like going into it. The simple interest is calculated based on principal amount only on the principal amount simple interest now you can write it now simple interest is calculated based only on the only is the emphasis there only on principal amount <clears throat> the earned interest is not compounded into that 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 thing that i don't know how to say that without sounding like a scholar so simple interest is only you know the math i get you to do all the time grace yes. that's simple interest now yeah, you're not putting the returns back in the returns, back in the returns, back in the returns. Right? So just for note taking, yes. simple interest is calculated based only on the principal amount. It doesn't include the earned interest and all that stuff. And so you already know what that is. Some key terms I want you to remember because I got to go to the third point and I need you to get this point. Interest, what is it? It is money earned. Let me change the definition, Grace. I'm gonna give you two parts. Money earned on something done, comma, that is more than something did. This is these are Antonio definitions. 
Money earned on something done that's more than something did. Phil gives $10,000, he earns money on that. Since he did that, the only way he can see the interest is it has to be more than what he did. So it has to be more than the 10,000, but it's, it's not gonna be, so when he gets $100, it's not gonna be actual 10,000 because what he did was nothing. I gave 10,000, that was done. And it's more than what I did, which was nothing. Unearned income. But I can try to break down unearned income. But read the definition, Grace. It'll make sense. When you read it, because I know you got reading comprehension problems. So when you read it, you'll understand. Go ahead. Interest is money earned on something done. Stop. I did this. I made money off it. That is more than something did. I didn't do nothing once I did this. I made money off it. Okay. There we go. All right, then. I'm trying to, I'm trying to give y'all a real. Deal. Antonio, what are the top ten compound interest producing vehicles? Okay, well, it won't be companies. It's going to be entities, though. That's a very good question. That is a very, very good question. And it also has moving elements. Thank God. Okay, I know, I'm, I'm 60. I, 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 I want to accelerate the process. I don't like. Fair enough. <laughs> that's, that's actually. He said, I want to accelerate while not taking too much risk. <laughs> a, I get that. I, I get that for sure. So let's go with. Let's. Did you write his question out? It needs to be in the notes. Write his question out. It needs to be in the notes. His question was, Antonio, what are the top 10, what did I say? Top 10 compound, how did you say that, Anthony? What are the top 10 vehicles? What are the top 10 compound interest producing entities? There you go. It's very important because it has multiple answers. And it doesn't have multiple answers because I don't know the answer. It has multiple answers because there's multiple conditions. Let's start off first with during bad times. Is that fair? These are conditions. During bad times. Like now. Fine. Like, <laughs> exactly. Utilities. Notice I'm not doing companies. I'm doing entities. Utilities, consumer staples. No, no, literally, cause, no, consumer staples is another one. What's a consumer staple? Ketchup. Yeah. Why do you think Warren Buffett bought Heinz ketchup? Napkins, toilet paper, light bulbs, oil. Is, is oil a consumer staple? Is toilet paper a consumer staple? You know, you know what, you know what the number one investment company in the world? You're not gonna believe this. Johnson and Johnson, as far as pharmaceutical goes. What does Johnson and Johnson do, Phil? Got a line full of consumer staples. 
can, can y'all see the that's why i say this answer had multiple answers because there's multiple scenarios you've never seen johnson johnson complain during the pandemic because babies still needed tearless shampoo y'all still need a hand sanitizer and lotion <laughs> you get what i'm saying like this is this is true like you got to think about this when you're doing consumer staples you kind of pat yourself against hard times number three reits real estate investment trust r-e-i-t all caps reits that made sense though real estate investment trust so the next one is obviously real estate Antonio, what's the difference? Well, one is a trust, one is not. Antonio, well, what's a trust? You can't define a definition with a definition. One is a conglomerate. One is you buying in paper. One is you're buying the actual building. A real estate investment trust is you buying a piece of paper. That's not exactly right, but it's a great illustration for what I'm talking about, okay? It's a great illustration. I'm trying to... When you when you break things down simply, you lose some some stuff in translation. I could give you a better definition, but this is a perfect definition for this setting because I'm not actually buying the real estate. I'm buying the paper, which is my contract that says I'm going to get this return back. Yes, I'm buying the real estate, but it's more. Phil said I'm going to get this back. I'm not necessarily going to walk into these investments because it's a it's an entity. That's what we're doing, right? Real estate investment trust? Or no, no, we're, we're doing, doing the opposite. We're, we're doing we're actual actually, real estate. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Phil. Yeah, real estate investment trust. It's like a mutual fund, and instead of having stocks in it, you have real estate. There you go. You get it? It's a mutual. But what's a mutual fund? It's a piece of paper. You know, anybody ever tasted a mutual fund? You know, like you ever thrown one? No, you you got to get the piece of paper. Oh, I'm comfortable now. I already got that kind of stuff. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. You know, this is a very good question. That's why it's why that's why I stopped. It's a very very great question, and luckily for me, it's a hard question. I'm glad I knew the answer. <laughs> I had to Google Phil's answer, you know, because I only had one. I was thinking tariffs. I wanted to say mob money, because that's what that's how I look at tariffs. That's why I said I got a hood answer in my head. That is what it is. Tariffs, mob money is to say, you got this. It's if you don't want us to take it from you, give us 20% payments every month. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say to Phil's question. But <laughs> But I didn't want to. Well, you can't say mob money because that's a bit prejudiced because you think of Italian mob, and now I'm being anti Italian. I didn't want to do that. But you get what I'm saying, though, right? <laughs> that's the, Is that like your real estate taxes after you pay for your house and they gangster you every absolutely, month? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> absolutely. So when you do real estate in hard times, that's the actual property, you're not buying a piece of paper. I mean, you, you, I mean, I could argue with that. So when you're buying the deed, I understand, but I can actually lick the wall. You know what I'm saying? I could punch a hole in the wall. I can't punch a hole in the mutual fund or, or the, the, the REIT itself. Longer dated treasuries. There's another word for this. Anthony, you should know the word for this. You scream it every chance you get. Longer dated treasuries. Mature bonds. 
Yeah. <laughs> I got the microphone tones off because yes. I'm getting a little excited over no, here. No, like, yeah, that's all it. in my stuff. I, yeah. I love it. Yeah, this is it. Longer dated treasuries. Longer dated treasuries. And last one is minerals. I don't I don't have 10 for that. I got six. I think that was six. I don't have 10. In good times, NASDAQ or let me let me change it from NASDAQ to say the stocks that show. No, I can't say that either. Stock collections. No, no, no. Listen to this. Traditional stock collections that show the state of the economy. Now I can say NASDAQ, S&P 500. You, you, get, you, get it? you see, I was trying to do that field. I was trying to lump everything up in there. You know, those, those, those seem like they lump everything up in there. And good times, it's a perfect time. What's the S&P 500 is the, I forget what S&P stands for, some banking organization or something, but it's the 500 top companies. Standard and Poor's. Standard and Poor's is the answer. Standard and Poor's. There you go. There you go. Standard and Poor's. Thank you. Standard and Poor's. It's it's the 500. You know what I'm saying? And if they're doing well, the economy's doing well. If they're not doing well, well, you know, you, you get it. Okay? You get it? That's one of the things. Again, real estate. These things are going to, some of these things are going to overlap. Foreign, foreign bonds that's the next one hold on let me i, I was going in order in my head what's the three three things i said i was i had a i had a system to my madness um traditional stock collections uh oh, got it businesses businesses and by businesses, that could be buying the business or buying the stocks in that business. Foreign exchange is a great time when things are doing well. Now, foreign exchange market is very different. Foreign exchange market is, you know, crypto acts more like foreign exchange than it does the stock market. And it gets a lot of comparisons to the stock market, but it's actually foreign exchange. Because why crypto is 100% liquid. Foreign exchange is 100% liquid. Like 100% liquid. Crypto, you're almost betting against other currencies doing well and not doing well because rising tide rates is all shit. Foreign exchange, you're betting against two foreign two two monies and it's 24 hours seven day a week so it's crypto 24 hours seven day a week trade it has more in common with foreign exchange than that Monday through friday was that the foreign exchange correct oh i thought it was seven days monday through friday crypto is 24 hours seven days a week the foreign exchange market closes on eastern time zone at five o'clock on friday 5 p.m and opens on Sunday at 5 p.m. And that's not the regular stock market. You're talking about that, foreign exchange. Correct, foreign exchange. Oh, okay. There you go. Right. And crypto is 24 hours a week to include weekends. Crypto all time. 
all the time. You hear me? All the time. Now, I'm a I'm one of the whales in crypto they be talking about, but don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. Like if the whales give up, I'm not giving up nothing. There you go. And then what else? In good times, what else would I do? Airlines. I would definitely pay attention to airlines. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. On stocks or airline, not just stocks, but there's more. And finally, I would say support. I got to make up a term for this. I'm trying to say anybody who supports airlines and things like airlines. For instance, if when I brought up toilet paper, well, somebody is the mineral company for the toilet paper. You should really invest in that. Airlines have a million nuts and bolts. Somebody is producing the metal, the steel for those. Somebody is producing the aluminum for those. You definitely invest in the resource, the company controlling the resource, the distribution, because they can't lose. They can't lose. There's a third element that I wanna, I'm gonna call this one, follow billionaires. Here's what billionaires have been doing lately. They have absolutely been investing in foreign governments. I will tell you that China and Russia have been a part of that. After the Ukrainian war, that may be a little different with Russia. I have not checked since then. I have not checked since then. Distribution, any distribution company. Oh, I'm sorry. There's um, frozen dinners though you can have. Oh, okay. Any, any, how do I, okay. I'm going to, I don't know how to break this down. So I'm going to have to go way up there. I do apologize, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to break it down. So sorry. Anybody that controls the, the industries that I'd be telling y'all about. So after 2008, everything shifted on you. Like, as far as I'm concerned, that when they come right about us later, oldest, they're going to say that we're no longer in postmodernism or postmodernity. I believe the historians and the scholars are going to say we entered a new age 
called information age. I know we call it that as a nickname, but I think we're absolutely out of post-modernity. We was in modernity, then we went to post-modernity or modernism, post-modernism. Now I think believe we're in an information age. Here's why. Forget the fact that the top companies in the world now are information age companies. Like forget that. That's common sense. It's the idea, Antoine, that the new companies that control the world control all seven areas that I be telling y'all about. What is Amazon? Is Amazon an e-commerce? Sure they are, but that's not really what they are. They are manufacturing and distribution. What is McDonald's? Manufacturing and distribution. McDonald's is not fast food. They're the biggest real estate owner in the world aside from the Catholic church manufacturing and they dis, their distribution system is so great. A 17-year-old kid who can barely do complex math, like long division, can run the company. Everybody knows when you walk into McDonald's, the fries are on the left-hand side, the ice machine, the, the, the broken ice cream machine is right in front of you, the apple pies are on the right. And then the, like we all know what McDonald's look like. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been inside McDonald's in quite some time, but we know what it looks like because that's manufacturing distribution. Billionaires are focused on manufacturing distribution. Also, there's a new industry, Anthony, that I strongly suggest that you get into and then I will get to feel. And it's called, oh, let me get to feel now because I just forgot what it's called. Yeah. Go ahead, Phil. Something fine. Um, the one thing that we need to look at is immigration. Because we are, we are, we had a great job growth in the last month. Yep. And we're still five million jobs short. Yep. So, and this company is built on immigration. That's what that that's what we are. Yep. And so I don't know what trends got to happen, but there's got to maybe you grab some of the people coming from the Ukraine. And find them place. Yep, absolutely. I think so. Give me that password off that that they just they just told to you on the phone. No, you're absolutely right. Well, we got to be if we can somehow separate immigration from politics, which is never going to happen in my view. Then that problem would fix itself, Phil, because we're so and you know this. We're so strong on immigration because the people who would be immigrants were going to vote Democrat. Mm-hmm. Because what do you need when you're an immigrant? You need assistance. And who is the party of more assistance? Democrats. That is not to say Republicans are not the party of assistance, because that's a lot. Because Republicans and Democrats are the same exact party. They have the same four tenets, for God's sake. The same four tenets. They have these same four tenets. They have the same limit, limited government, um, taxes, I can't remember the other two tenants. They had the same four tenants. We just got some non-essentials that we argue about, but it's the same damn thing, same thing. I remember the thing now, banking as a service. Antonio is not only investing as banking as a service, Antonio 
is shifting ATS, a big department of it, to banking as a service. That's why I delayed ATS coin, even though it's Can not. Can you elaborate, sir? You know, this, you're not just going to get to brush over that. Yeah, I know. Banking as a service is something very new that it's not new. Y'all know what it is. Cash app, Venmo, PayPal. You, you, you get how we switch money. So remember, remember, Phil, when we used to want to send money, it was a process to send money. It was a process to exchange money. <laughs> and it took a while. <laughs> it, it, it took a while. Now it's instantaneous. It's instantaneous. Banking as a service is made possible stripe is banking as a service what's the what's the green one in intuit well yeah i know there's a different name though intuit bought it yeah you do the checks with it uh, quickbooks quickbooks is banking as a service quickbooks they do payroll you got a whole on there is no way in the 80s well there was no such thing as online in the 80s there's no way Yes, is sir. the subject that you were on on Thursday, is that banking as a service, 440? I can't remember all the letters because I didn't have my notebook. I was sitting in the car. Is yes, that sir. banking as a service? It sure is. It sure is. Banking as a service is offering financial services tailored directly to the customer's specific needs. That's banking as a service. And then you invent or you build that bank and then that bank bypassed all the other stuff and goes straight to the customer, straight to the consumer. Banking as a service is vital today. I give you a good point. China has 1.8 billion people. 92% of China is connected to an app called WeChat. WeChat does a nearly 100% of China's commerce, uh, nearly 100% of China's economy is sent through an app. If you go to a foreign country, even Af Africa right now, they have what you call, I forget what it's called right now, because it's three of them, but you pay through your cell phone, you put in a little thing and you send money digitally. The whole digital Sending of money is banking as a service. I strongly, Anthony, invite you to invest in banking as a service. And there you go. That's your full answer. Three different sections. Uh, what I did. Bad times, good times, billionaires. Billionaires do the same thing in bad times or good times. It don't matter. It's just a different, it's just a different element there. Outstanding, outstanding. Let's see, almost done. You taking the notes? Yeah. All right, understanding compound interest. Interest is just money on top of money. What's a starting principle? That's gonna be another thing inside of us. So starting principle is obviously how much you're starting with. I have to explain this because I'm going to something right after this that makes sense. Frequency of compounding. These are the technical terms. It's just the pace in which your money makes money or is compounded, I should say. The, the pace, the pace, this is important when it comes to the frequency of compounding. 
and it's the pace in which this money is compounded. Anthony is excited about September 30th, not for the monthly returns, but the pace in which that money will compound to where his $5,000 turns into $22,000 or something like that over that seven year, you know what I'm talking about, Anthony, that seven and a half percent interest, seven and a half, and that frequency of that, then you, you get in knowing you're going to sell in three and a half years, four years. Yes, Lord That's have mercy, you. yes. <laughs> That's the frequency of compounding. The duration, how long, I just explained that, do you in turn intend to have this compounding, how long? And then deposits and withdrawals will be the last one. Deposits and withdrawals, deposits and withdrawals. I just want you, I brought up deposits and withdrawals, Janice, for one real reason. And I know Martel understands this because he has a strong financial background. Withdrawal fees will kill you. You, when you're looking at investment accounts, I want you to pay attention to the fees. Fees are the legal way that private institutions got around the government's interest cap rates. They the tried to get rid of that, but the Republicans, they, 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 the lady wouldn't let them. They're not going to do that. They wouldn't let that, that Senator Senia wouldn't let them. If you get rid of if the government outlaws fees, ain't no more toll roads. Like, if, how many of you got toll roads in your state? Because Texas don't have no state tax, so we got toll roads everywhere. Let me tell you something. How many of y'all seen these toll roads go up in price the last 15 years? What, the, the concrete need gas? It don't make no sense. Like, think about it. It used to be 75 cents to go through. Now it's 225 or something like that. The, the Sam Houston tollway in Houston has been paid off since 82. They still going up in price. That's a fee. That's a fee. If you get rid of fees, then Ticketmaster goes out of business. Your government goes out of business. Surcharges goes out of business. Fees are tariffs. <laughs> no, it's, it's, no it's, it's not gonna happen. It's not, it's not, it's not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. That was number two. So we, we, I'm doing that because rule of 72. See how it's compounded on itself. So what's the rule of 72? Probably one of the, if you're doing anything with me, you need to master the rule of 72. What's the rule of 72? It's a simple way of explaining how long. You said, hold on. No. Oh, okay. The rule of 72 is a simple way of explaining how long is it going to take for my money to double? What does that mean? You're going to take the rate of return and divide it by 72, and that's going to give you a number. And that number is going to tell you how long it's going to take to double your money. This is, man, this is so vital. Rule of 72 is you're going to, it, rule of 72 says, Amanda, it takes this much my time to double your money. And if you're not in investments to double your money, I don't know what you're in investments for. You're going to look at the rate of return and then you're going to divide that by 72. And that will give you how long 
it would take you to double your money. There is nothing more important than that. Let me give you some examples. If my rate of return is 2%, Grace, get your calculator. Share the calculator on the screen. This is so important, y'all. If my rate of return is 2%, would you just show me what 2% looks like on a calculator, Grace? Can you multiply that now by 72? Uh, I meant divide by, I'm sorry. I meant divide by, y'all don't mind me. After you do all that, it takes 35 years, 36 years. Here's your formula. Let's say you have, write this formula down. You're gonna have 72, oh, you're gonna, let's say, let's do this here. You invest a dollar. And that dollar is at a fixed interest rate of 10%. Yes, then it would take 7.2 years for that dollar to become $2. Yes, keep, keep, this, is, this is always the hard part because people don't understand math. That's why I use a dollar because I can do the math real quick in my head. Antonio took the opportunity of doing the math before I got here. So write all this down as I say it. Yeah, you can stop sharing because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have you bring it back up in a second. Common rate of returns, 2%, 3 3%, 5%, 7%, 9%, 12%, 25 percent 50 percent 72 percent 100 percent 100 that's jail talk i'm gonna need that same soup back you understand you want soup i want back too you understand that's that's that y'all y'all understand about that one. therefore well let me repeat these so i get them out two three five Seven, nine, 12, 25, 50, 72, 100, 45, 47. Do, 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 do. That's, it's all about the Benjamins now. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the rule of 72 says in order to double my money at 2%, 36 years. Do you see what I'm doing? I'm giving, I'm, I'm trying to give you a list, Antoine. So when you go out there and the next time you say, man, I don't know how to do the, I don't know how to do the rule set too, but Antonio gave me a little list. And if they say something like 51%, you're going to go to your 50%. You can go to your 50% and say, okay, it's going to take about this long. Can you see what I'm doing? I'm trying to give you a rate of return, double my money Bible. I, I hope, yes, yeah, 72 divided. Okay, Grace gets it now. And, I can give you the math and confuse you, or I can give you the template. I'll take the template, please. Exactly. Even though I'm decent, man, I still appreciate the template. Okay, there you go. 
2% is going to take you 36 years to double your money. Uh-huh. 3% is going to take you 24 years. All right, Grace gets it. She's doing the math for the head. All right, so you want, you want to show me the calculator now? Can you do it now? Okay, Grace can do it on the calculator now. All right, so watch Grace, y'all. Watch Grace. She can do it on the calculator now. This is, this is, so, this is so good. Ooh, I love this. <laughs> I know. I told you you was. <laughs> I told you you was. You see it? Now tell them what you're doing, Grace. Tell them what you're doing. And then write down the formula, too, in the notes so they can do it on their own as well. So I'm taking 72 and dividing by the percentages, the common rate that Antonio just, just named. So 72 divided by the 2% gives, that's why he got 36 years. 72 divided by 3% is the 24 years. And he's going to keep, and he's, I know he's going to keep going. Of course, I'm, I'm yeah. giving it to him. Right. Can you, but show, show, got okay. show him though. So the next one is five. Clear, clear, yeah. 72 divided by 5%. Takes you 14.4 years. All right, there. Thank you so much. Can y'all see how easy it is? Yeah, this is, you can stop the screen race. This is so important because I want you to be able to look at a deal. It, Antonio, why are you doing this? Because we're getting ready to do some deals, aren't we? And I want y'all to know. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know if you're in good position. So when I said five hundred dollars, thousand dollars a day, no, who no, 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 sorry, that's 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 my kind of math. Hundred dollars a day. Hey, you didn't do the new one. I heard it. I heard it. I would never. No, you're not, gonna, that. you're not gonna twist one. That's no, what happened. No, I heard it. Antoine, too that's late. Exactly I heard it. Happened. That's exactly what happened last time. Antoine. We was on. Discuss this tomorrow. <laughs> See, that's what he did. That's exactly what happened. I was saying something all things tech. And I slipped out. I was like, oh, yeah, I could build y'all easy if I wanted to. And he was like, oh, oh. And he twisted my arm. And that's how, that's how we got here. <laughs> He's good yeah, at that. Yeah. He, is, he is good at that. He's good at that. <laughs> no. He's great to have around. I'm really enjoying him. People going to grow out of this, Antonio. It's going to be 24 millionaires in a hot second, I'm telling you. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. I ain't mad at you. But if you take, I want you to, this is what, because the goal is to double my money, right? That's the goal. The goal is to double my money. Double my money. So if you're going to put five, listen to me. When I give y'all the real estate deal, and, and it has it all broken down greatly, and then I say your possible return or, or whatever I'm going to say, like your, your average return or expected return is probably what I want to say. Expected return in four years of 5,000 is going to be, you know, you say, 22,000 or something like that, right? Something like that. Grace, do me a favor. Share your screen again. Well, you don't share your screen because you, you're going to have to figure out what the rate of return is. I'm just trying to tell you. the perspective together, my young man. Okay. So, so, I can, uh, so, that I, so I can read through it, you know, peruse the paperwork and everything. Because, yeah. I mean, it's getting late in the game now. <laughs> I don't think that you got much time left no, I don't. That's why these classes are all about these numbers and investments. And they get the tad bit longer because y'all about to do a deal. And I'm trying to, I'm squeezing 16 weeks per morning meeting. <laughs> like y'all going through a whole college semester in one morning meeting, Monday through Friday. Each and I'm taking feverish semester. notes. Let's no doubt that you know it. I know it. This should be the best part of y'all taking 
If you can't tell, Janice, when you're doubling your money, back up and then say to yourself, okay, I need to know when I'm going to double my money. Because from there, you can deduce some information. What I said, like, can you afford to go without, let's say I say, all right, everybody, give me $30,000, you're going to get a 2% return. Okay, can you afford to go 36 years without $30,000? And if the answer is no, don't do that deal. It's that simple. Is that a bad interest rate? No, it's not a bad interest rate. 30%, 30 $30,000, 2% is still money growing. You still can't do it in the bank, Phil, for for the most part. You got CDs and stuff, you know what I'm saying? But you still can't do They're not giving you 2%, no bank, no more. So it's still a good deal, especially if you was 18 years old. It's a great deal. Is it a great deal at 70? No, no, not even close. Is it and a is great- it you got grandkids, because I, I was just going to say- <laughs> I, I was smart. Just... Look, you, I don't miss nothing. <laughs> yes. I was just about to say, if you're investing in college funds, that's a great deal. And, and you'll get, you'll see a lot of whole- Whole insurance, life, life insurance, whole life insurance policies. There we go. Man, there's a, a lot in there right there. Yeah. Whole life insurance policies would do something like that. I'll give you a 2% return for a while. So don't despise a 2% return because if you're doing a college fund for your child and your child is a newborn, that's a great return. It's a great return. You get it? Mm-hmm. Now, let me give you all these returns. 2%, 36 years, 3%, 24 years, I'll slow down, 5%, 14 and a half years, 7%, 10 and a third years, mm-hmm. 9%, 8 years, 12%, 6 years, 25%, two, 3 years, I'll round it up, 3 years, exactly, one and a half years. It's actually 1.4, but one and a half years. 72% one year. 100% seven, what's 0.7? Yeah, what's 0.72, what is that? That's that's nine months, because that's three quarters. That's about three quarters. So that's January to September is what it'll take, nine months. We're gonna put nine months instead of 0.7 years. Nine months. Was that valuable information? Yes. Yes. And can you repeat the numbers one more time? I was trying to write it, didn't quite Ah, get all of them. I got you. Rate of return is 2%, 3%, 5%, 7%, 9%, 12%, 25%, 50%, 72%, and 100%. And I just Googled average rates of return and got these numbers. And then I just multiplied all of my 70, I mean, divide all of my 72. So 2% gives you 36 years. 3% gives you 24 years. 5% gives you 14 and a half years. 7% gives you 10 years, 10.3 years. 9% gives you eight years. 12% gives you six years. 
25% gives you three years, 50% gives you a year and a half, 72% gives you one year, 100% gives you nine months to double your money. Thank you. You're very welcome. So the next time Antonio, this is why Anthony be getting mad at y'all. The next time Antonio says, all right, buddy, one time, one time only, this for this, he's doing the rate of return in his head real quick. Maybe not mathematically. He may have it in duration. Oh, I get my. He may see it in time. Mm-hmm. Go, you got to jump on that. You understand? Because mm-hmm. if you're doing, I'm doing both at the same time, brother. It, same time. If you're doing five hundred dollars mm-hmm. and you're getting back hundred dollars a month, it takes you five months to get your money, ten months to get your money back. Which way to return is that fit? So double your money is ten months. That's on one of those. That's, I, I know, because it's the only stream. The re, you know why I'm so confident in the micro businesses and all that stuff, and why I know I can do it, and why I told you that? Because it's all my streams of income are micro businesses. It's all I do is just start a different micro business. And I already knew that. That's why I was like just sitting there waiting for you. To, I was waiting for you to fall into that trap. I was like, yeah, come on, be right on in there. I'm a good fisherman. I yeah, good fisherman. Yeah. Yeah, all I do is just I go, I go, oh, you gonna lead, lead it there? All right, then we're fine. And I will, if 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 I'm in the community and need some praise dance outfits, and I know I can't sew, but I know a manufacturer that I can buy this stuff from cheap and then sell it to you for 50%. I'm now in the manufacturing business. Praise dance. Uh, kingdom, kingdom cloth is what I call this thing. Just a just a program. I have no intentions on praise dancing. But I will start a kingdom cloth company real quick to get Sister L- Ludell, Come on, Ludell and the and the <laughs> the the Holy Spirit steppers their uniforms. I sure will. <laughs> no problem with this whatsoever. <laughs> I'm making money however I can get it. <laughs> That's why the people on that that did that on Friday they going they got it they got it going on there. A hundred percent return on investment. You understand what I'm saying? It makes sense. Uh, it, it makes sense. But anyway, it's just let's, that questionnaire was pretty good, though, right? All y'all got that questionnaire is pretty good. It let it just let me put you somewhere. I got to build in two paths of least resistance. Path of least resistance to get this money, and then also path of least resistance to what is honorable for you. You know what I'm saying? I can't. I can't have Susan investing in, you know, Debbie does Dallas VHS tapes or something like that, right? I've got to keep it. Yeah, I've got to keep it somewhere. <laughs> I got to keep it somewhere in the realm of respectability. You understand what I'm saying? It had to be somewhere in there, right? It had to be something somewhere in there. All right, so good. That was the rate of 72. I mean, the, the rule of 72. Rule of 72. And some of y'all, this is the first time you ever heard that. Some of, and it's okay. It's, it's okay the first time you heard it, but just know. It was the 2010 rule. Some, sometimes you hear it called 10-20 rule. It doesn't matter. Let's call it a conservative rule
I don't know how to simplify it. Sorry. So I'm just trying to, I keep trying to get these little nerd words out my head. It's a conservative rule for maintaining household debt. I, I, I was trying to simplify household debt field, but that's as simple as it's going to get. And I was trying to find another word for maintaining, but that's it. That's all you're going to get. Basically, it means that your total household debt, not including house payments, but Antonio includes house payments. Well, I got to say not including house payments because that's the 2010 rule that everyone knows. But I'm a, that's why I started off this whole talk with, I'm aggressive. And until I'm 60, I'm going to stay aggressive. I'd rather blow everything at 59 than to get to 75, recognizing I didn't miss, I didn't miss a whole billion dollars being conservative. I can't handle that. I can handle losing. I cannot handle not trying. That you got to be comfortable with what you are. I'm too compulsive to take anything easy. You should see me bite a piece of candy. I super bite that piece of candy. I need a couple billion by the time I'm 75, right. sir. So, so uh, you, keep on talking. There you go. So it's a conservative rule of thumb that tells you that your total household debt, not including house payments, if you're following Antonio, increase your ability to earn and include your house payment should not exceed 20% of your net household income. Now listen to me real quick because I have a different rule for Antonio. And you've heard me say this before. I do ATS this way. I do my personal finances this way. I treat it like real estate. And y'all have heard me. If you've been with me long enough, you've heard me sneak this out here before and now it's going to make sense. In real estate, the land value can't be more than 25% of the house value. Y'all have heard me say this before? Some of you have been out here long enough. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm. I'm. I'm telling you. Since I've got my house payments in my rule of 2010, I went up to 25 percent instead of the 20 percent because I included my house payment in there. That makes sense. It, 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 that's why I'm retired since I was 29 years old. <laughs> so it don't just make sense. I'm living the sense. I'm living this since I haven't had a job since I was 29. Well, so I, no, in real estate, the land cannot exceed 25% of the property value. So if you're if 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 you have a million dollar house, then the land is $250,000 or less. It can't exceed that because if it does, you can't sell that house. The manufacturer can't build. The the bank won't approve. Real estate has rules. It's very important. Real estate has rules. And the only reason I know this, because I do a lot, well, I used to, but I'm going back to it now. I do a lot of, I used to do a lot of land acquisition. And that was one of the, the deals I had to learn in land acquisition. And I will. Amen. Amen. If I say that out loud, Anthony was going to be like, come on. <laughs> Go right here. Do that because, you know. <laughs> You will what? <laughs> no, you didn't halfway let it out. I will bring back real estate. Uh oh. And the you real gonna estate. You're going to bring it back out tomorrow teacher. morning at 10 30. <laughs> there you go. You're right. I ain't mad at you. 
And that's basically the rule of 2010, that your household expenses cannot exceed 20% of your income. If you do it like Antonio, include your monthly payments and that's 25% of your income. It's why I get approved for things. Like when, when Ken was running my credit recently, it wouldn't no debt on my account. This was gonna happen. You fixed it and then you just rinsed it around and rinsed it off and then you used that and leveraged it. That's there's no debt on my account. You got student loans, which are paid off. Thank God for Joe Biden. It is a shout out. You know, Joe Biden or whatever. Whoever, whoever said that was predatory lending practice, that company closed. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Paid it off. You know, so all that stuff right there. Right? That's, that's one of the reasons Jesus died on the cross. Get rid of these student loans. One of the reasons. One of the reasons. Not the only reason. The main reason was y'all salvation. But that's one of them. That's one of them. I got to include these student loans in there. I got to include that in there. There's no debt on my account. That, this is why I do this. This is why I put the debt on my business. I do not put the debt in my name. Man. I know we, we, we're about to end, but I, I know it's, it's an hour and 49 minutes, but should you be listening? Yes, and I know we you got all day. We got all day. <laughs> Sooner or later, you're going to slip. And I'm going to slip all the time. You'll be like, oh, oh, you got to talk about it Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) I have no debt in my, I got $106,000 worth of debt now, but I have no debt in my name. But it's okay because the credit bureau says that I have three. The credit bureau has me, it just depends. It has me in two different financial things. The credit bureau has me at about 25,000 a month or the credit bureau has me at 3 million. I forget what it is. What's up y'all? 3 million, uh, which one of y'all drove? You? What kind of car you drive? Under Accord. Under Accord? All right. Make me a transfer. Let me send this young man $40 for a full tank of gas. That's how much it costs to fill your car? All right. We got uh, some friends that just came down here. We're doing camera all day. SBE and SWB and and Will over here. And they drove down from Houston. And it's only right that I feed them and fill they tank. Is that? That's all right. Nice. Yeah, he talking about we both drove. Yeah, yeah, we both drove. Put food in their belly and put money in their tank. So we're worried now. Y'all leave him blessed. Y'all leave him blessed. I was going to say something vitally important. It was you last talked about putting debt in your business, not your name. My credit bureaus have me at twenty five thousand a month, and that's because of Ken now, so that he did that, and then or. What is the other one? <clears throat> Whatever three. What is the when when we apply for stuff? What what's the monthly income? I know, but what's the monthly income? It's not twenty five thousand or something. What's the monthly income? It's it's something. It's something like eighty thousand a month. So, well, I forget what it is. Whatever it is, the credit bureau has that. So even with one hundred and six thousand dollars extra. I'm still at 2%, 
that's not even two percent. I'm still at half a percent of my debt ratio. You get the rule, 2010 rule. I'm way under. I'm not. I'm. I'm only. I'm being transparent so you all can. You. You. Yeah. You know. Y'all can do whatever you want. I'm being transparent so you all can understand that to 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 master the game, the credit bureau is going to look at that. I can't stand credit, but I do know how to control their perception. Go ahead, Grace. So if the, with the 2010 rule, uh, household debt, total household debt should not exceed 20% of your net household income, where does the 10, what's the 10? What's that? <clears throat> Got you, let me get to it. 20% of your household net income should not exceed your, what did I say? How total household income. Your net income, that's where we get into this one, Grace, is how much you actually bring home after taxes. And that shouldn't exceed 10% of the net amount I mean, excuse me, your monthly payments should not exceed 10% of what you're paying. Easy, is what I was just explaining. 20% of your debt should not exceed your big piece of pie. So if you have 100% of pie, your house and all your, well, if you do it at Tony away, your house and all your bills should be 25% of that pie. Remember I told you at the very beginning of this class, I said 10, 10, 10, 70, 10, 20, 70. But I said, if you're going to be like Antonio, then you live off of 40% of your income and you invest 60% of your income. I live off 40% of my income. You, you hear me? And at 40% of my income, that means I'm investing 60% of my income. That means I have all my expenses, every bit of it in 40%. Because I'm doing the same thing just aggressively and reversed. I mean, I'm doing the same thing. In simplicity for notes, 20% of what you're, you're spending should not be, 20% of your bills should not exceed, I, I actually went to the answer, I'm sorry. Your bills should not exceed 20% of your income. I went to the answer first. But when it comes to monthly payments, it's only be 10%. You get it? We're saying the same thing, but I'm talking about your amateurized pain. The way you stretch out your pain shouldn't be more than 10%. But the total amount that you're being leveraged shouldn't exceed 20%. Do you get what I'm saying? I'll give you a better way to explain. Some of y'all, your car note and your rent is both checks accounted for? Help me, somebody. Okay, yes. Don't fool me now. Hold on, hold on, Grace. Hold on, let me put my weight on this here. Don't fool me now. You understand that your money is accounted for before you get it. Because when you say car note, you're thinking about that insurance too, ain't you? Yep. So between your car note and your insurance, that's one check. And between your rent and your lights, that's the other check. You are way over the 2010 rule. Is it making sense to you now, Grace? Yeah. And I'm telling you, your car note and your house note should have just been 20% of your pie. And then those monthly payments should only been 10% of what you bring home. And if you follow that, you'll be blessed. But you ain't been taught to follow this. You've been taught to make sure you can pay for it. Yep. 
just because you can pay for something don't mean you should. <laughs> question. Yes, no. I'm sorry. It should have been 50 oh, questions yeah. right there. <laughs> Go ahead, Adrian did Grace. I just so when you're saying the debt part, I mean like the the your monthly subscriptions and it'd be 10%, you mean all of your all of subscription all should of be not not each one of them be the 10%. Oh Lord, oh. no. <laughs> oh, okay. I just hey, I'm trying to catch it for clarity, you know. I figure I'll catch it last next year or something with my oh, self, you, right? catch up with my yeah. newer self, you know. But I'm just asking because I was thinking no, that's wait, a good question. I, that was wrong. Wait, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, that was that was real wrong. That was okay. That was as wrong as Jewish bacon. That's how wrong that was. Like <laughs> you know, that that was wrong. <laughs> that was wrong. That was absolutely wrong. That was that was super wrong. Because here's the deal. If you keep adding 10%, you eventually get to 100 percent mm -hmm. But most of y'all are 160% leverage. That's why you got your credit cards and all that stuff. But the one of the most brilliant things I've ever done is make sure Antonio from the credit bureau is poor with a lot of money. I'm poor with a lot of money on my personal credit. It means they know I've been approved for things that, that say I make 25,000 a month. I've been approved for things that say I've been, I make 3 million a month because you got to prove all this stuff, right? So my credit bureau, so when you, so if I, if I, if I apply for a new American Express and I want a $500,000 limit, well, it doesn't matter if I tell them I make 500,000. Because if my credit bureau doesn't reflect that, mm -hmm. I'm not getting that. Mm -hmm. My credit bureau does reflect that. Or my credit bureau, yeah, you can move that. Hold on, hold on, think way. My credit bureaus do reflect that. Yes, mm -hmm. you get me? Yeah. It does. Absolutely, does reflect that. So what you can do is you can just do the swivel thing there. You, you get me? My credit bureau does reflect that. It's one of the smartest things I've ever done. Now, if you don't understand money, if you're just a regular middle class person. And whatever, you're going to say, Antonio tripping. <laughs> but that's only because you don't understand leverage. Or, or, or we just got, forget what you don't understand. That's, that's, that's too presumptuous. We just have different financial goals. Mm -hmm. I want my businesses leveraged, owing a lot of debt, make sure customers pay for it. So if something happened to me, if I default on a loan, that's that business. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I don't need to file bankruptcy. Pay back what you owe, shut that business down. The WWE, for God's sake, during the pandemic, not only became a, no, an essential company, but Vince McMahon went bankrupt on the XFL in which Dwayne The Rock Johnson bought, Vince McMahon owed $177 million. Vince McMahon don't have to pay $177 million. Vince McMahon shut down the XFL. Therefore, Vince McMahon is not on the hook for $177 million. That's a whole bunch of people he owe and then he said, well, y'all come buy my debt. And sold his debt 
He sold his bankruptcy because it wasn't none of his personal credit. The realest thing I can give to you right now. Excellent exit strategy. <laughs> I'm not telling you that that's a huge play. I told you, Smith Cousin Property bought my first properties. My first prop, my first five real estate was on the Smith Cousin Properties LLC. You can look it up. 807 38th Street, Galveston, Texas, 77550 is the registered agent address. That company is no longer in business. It's still a public company. I am behind on the taxes as I have not paid taxes. Well, I'm not behind. I owe the taxes. I'm behind on the little the state controller fee. They want me to pay like $75 for the last 10 years. I need to go ahead and hurry up and do it. Either $75 a piece for the last 10 years. I need to hurry up and go ahead and do it. That company has two repossessions on it. Not repossessions, foreclosures on it. It'll never show up on my personal credit. I've paid back what I owe. They have the, the, they, they, they seized the house, houses. It was 2008, Great Recession. They seized the houses. I pay back what I owe. There's no problem. Yes. I pay my debt to the banks. But that repossession is still on there, ain't it? To a company I control, not attached to my social. But if it's shut down, why do you owe taxes? No, I don't owe taxes. I pay my taxes. I'm just oh, saying, oh, okay. no, well, no, you don't get foreclosed on because you owe taxes. No, that, that's a saying. city thing. You get foreclosed on because you couldn't meet your financial uh, responsibility. <laughs> Go ahead. You, but you were saying earlier that with the taxes that you, you needed to get caught up on the taxes. No, you got to you got to re report every year what you pay. But since the company's been shut down, and I haven't necessarily did the paperwork to finally shut it down, I owe seventy five dollars. Oh a year oh, okay. until I tell them that you know it's that's Texas law right that's Texas stuff the point here is ain't on my credit see I didn't get away with robbery I messed up I paid my debt but my debt don't follow me like y'all debt follow you fool around and get a bankruptcy get a foreclosure get your car repossessed you pay back your debt. You pay it off or they write you off of their taxes. You go get the debt consolidation. You say, please, Mr. Judge, can you tell these people that I have no ability to pay? The judge says, yep, legally, Antonio has no ability to pay. Stop calling him. That's what the bankrupt, that's what the, that's what the, that's what the main form, the most common form of bankruptcy, I understand, means. That's what it means. It means legally the judge says, stop calling Antonio. And once that happens, close the books. You, you agree to a deal that you're going to pay every month according to what you could pay if you stop and your bankruptcy protection is null and void and then you got a whole different kind of problem. So you're paying back your debt, yes? And once you've paid back your debt, some of y'all got mothers who filed for bankruptcy. Once you pay back your debt, you should be free. No, it's on, your, it's on your social security number. It's on your social security number and you got to beg and plead for them to take it off. My point here is when you pay back your debt to society and you don't, and you're not a business owner, it follows you, Janice. You want to be rich or you want to be right? It's up to you. Antonio, can would I be able to refinance our house under one of the business entities? Absolutely, you can. Would you think that would be a, the smart decision to do? Because I know it helps a lot with a bunch of different things. 
I would, but as long as you got the customers to pay the bill, right. that's one. <laughs> that two, I would in your case, since you've already got the house, is a house. Are you on the actual thingy? No, it's my. It's technically my husband and his grandfather who's on the mortgage. Fair enough. Then in your case, God bless. <laughs> wor wor worry not. Right. <laughs> Okay, just checking. <laughs> the other said, worry not. You know what I'm saying? And worry not. It's all good. Because for one, death brings fools out. So that's a whole different story should have to deal with once folks start dying. That's a whole different story. Two, she ain't got no problem. She also ain't got no benefit, but she ain't got no problem. Okay, you get me? Go ahead, Janice. Okay, that's a question I was going to ask too, because I have some property in Tennessee that I own with, um, and it's free and clear. And I was going to do a reverse mortgage on it. And the people that I was talking with, they said that I could not do it because it's in my business name. What a great freaking question. Okay. All right. <laughs> Typically, I would tell y'all, <clears throat> don't get into a reverse mortgage. At your age, it's actually making sense but you need to have a very strong exit strategy when that reverse mortgage become a regular mortgage. What that means just for y'all is, I'm just gonna make up some extremely fabricated, I mean, fabricated, exaggerated numbers. Excuse me, is that the reverse mortgage, Antonio, where you get money back out every month to yourself, paid to yourself on your well, house? And then that the depends. bank, what kind is it? That depends. That, that's a HELOC is what you're talking about for sure. Home equity line of credit is what you're talking. But let me see. Janice, do you have in 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 this reverse mortgage? Or were you talking about the traditional reverse mortgage? You know, right. It's, well, it's going to start off super cheap, and then two well, years gonna, later. No, it was just telling me that I can get a lump sum. I wanted to do some remodeling and all of that, and it was saying I could get a lump sum, and I don't have to worry about paying it back. Oh. Uh, but if I don't do it, or whatever, it's going to fall on my kids. How they, my son, anyway. Right. How you know he's going to be responsible if I pass away. Got it. I'm glad Anthony did ask that question because you're not talking about a reverse mortgage the way I thought you were. You're talking about a, you're trying to pull money out of a property so you can do things with it, which yes. is great. That's great. There's five different ways to do that. This is one of them. Another one is HELOC home, <clears throat> excuse me, home equity line of, you know what? I might do a whole class on that. Home okay. equity line of credit. And then there's, there's like three more that I can't remember off the top of my head, but I remember all the methods. I just can't remember the names right now because my brain's moving so fast. In your case, no, you can't do that because you are trying to do something personal from a business. Okay. And the law has, your business is, is providing you corporate protection, but you are attempting to merge that line. You're going to lose your corporate protections. Oh. Okay. Exactly. Because you're trying to treat your entity as a human. Therefore, you're trying to treat your entity as a human. You're trying to do human things with it, but you're going to lose the the corporate protection. So they're not gonna let you do that. However, you can pull money out of your, your land since it's under your business. You just can't do it going to the bank as a personal loan is what you're trying to get. Okay, I got you. you, you get, Cause that's, that's what you're trying to do. It's a personal loan is what she's trying to do. So you're not gonna do it as a personal loan. You're gonna do it as a business transaction, business loan, or a personal loan, but it seems like they already denied this, but or a personal loan that you're using your 
business thingy as as an asset. However, right now it seems without just talking to you, this is what you said, that however you have your company owned, it it doesn't seem like it's tied directly to you. So they wouldn't accept that as a personal asset for you. Yeah, he told me that I couldn't do it um, under the business name, the, the, the house and, and the land and everything. I did put it into uh, my business uh, about five years ago. And, and are you the controller of that business? And are you tied to I it am. in your name? Up? I, um, am. I, I, I own it all. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like whoever you talk to is absolutely right because they're not qualified to give away that kind of loan. Okay. You might need to talk to somebody else who is. And you have a lot of people tell you, oh, you can't, like right now, you, you have, especially y'all do real estate, y'all have somebody tell you, we, y'all seen this before, you have somebody tell you, well, you can't, you, you can't feel, you can't get a, a, you can't get a, they'll talk you out of buying a sixplex because they're not a commercial lender or they're not a commercial real estate agent. Okay. Well, but he told me that um, I could get the loan, but I'd have to go through the process of quick claiming the land and everything back to myself, which I am the business. So I don't, I didn't really understand it. He said, I couldn't do it with it under the business. I had to quick claim it back to Janice Smith before they would do a loan or anything, a reverse mortgage, in other words. Right. That's not a commercial lender you were talking to. I can guarantee no. you that for sure. No, it wasn't. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that's why then. You get what I'm oh, saying? Like, <laughs> y'all, because the idea that I can't use my business and borrow money from it, yeah. then what we got a Republican Party for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It didn't make sense to me. Not, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay. she was, but see, y'all got to be careful with that, though. No, thank you so much for this. And thank you, Anthony, for asking. You got to be careful with this because what happened to y'all is find people this is why fiduciaries are so important people are only going to talk to you or they're legally obligated to only talk to you at your financial level and according to their commission so he's not going to advise her to the corporate the, the not corporate the commercial way because he, he doesn't get paid for that i'm not telling you he's wrong i'm just telling you my exact word was he's right according to what he can do is what i said so he's absolutely right. No, you can absolutely, if you want to keep it in commercial, you just go to a commercial lender. Okay, a commercial lender. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Because I didn't understand it. I'm like, it's, you know, I owe no money on the land. It's four acres and it's a double wide mobile home sitting on it. And I wanted to do something with it for the business. I even thought about um, uh, doing an Airbnb there or something like that. But he told me I had to put it in my name before he would do anything. I'll tell you one of the smartest things you can do is you get that land, you 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 go, well, this is great questions. You should ask Antonio what Antonio would do. Okay. Oh, four acres, that. Antonio. I'll move that thing off there and contact the business, turn uh-huh. it into a farm, and then let them pay me for not doing growing nothing. That's not oh, really, really. Yeah. Seriously, I'm really trying to figure out what to do with it because I'm in Atlanta, my land is in Ottawa. So I'm just trying to figure out what to do with it. Atlanta, Ottawa, average income is how much in this area? 52,000, 62,000, which one? Something like that? Oh, who? Where your land is, what's the average income? Is it a big city? Oh, in Ottawa, Ottawa, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yes. And how how many people are populated in this area? Ah, 
at the time when I left, uh, I'm gonna say about what last time we checked it was like fifty seven thousand people. Good, fifty thousand people. I like this. May I give you millionaire advice? Yes, please. Outstanding, unsolicited advice. It's the fourth time that you have given unsolicited advice. Here we go. I would, or Antonio would. You say four acres. Uh huh. Take that four acres. Get it rezoned. Okay. Through the through, go down to the city. Get it right. rezoned. Say, hey, city, I want to rezone this. I want to put a mobile home community. What okay. zoning do I need to do? It's land. Then I would cement it in different areas, and I would go. Get, you got to get it rezoned because you're going to have to have electrical each plot is going to have to have its own electrical uh, not grid but pole it's going to have its own meter is what it's called you're going to have it individually metered and you're going to you're going to divide it as much as you can and if you put cement there then people with manufactured homes and mobile homes will love you because one of the greatest threats against manufacturing mobile homes or threats manufactured homes is by the time it's settled into the ground and it's sink you can't move it anymore but if you cement it and get it individually metered at four acres, you can have literally a 400 plot of mobile homes and genuinely have 400 people paying you $500 a month for land that you trying to get rid of. Oh you are goodness. welcome. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, Ooh, I like that better than mine, Antonio. I'm going down to Egg Harbor. And semen up all daddy's land. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. I get it. And I just step back from there and I'm like, okay, I couldn't get the reverse mortgage. I don't really know what to do, you know, and it's just me since my husband passed away. So I I I'm trying to get some things situated for myself. Did you hear that? That was uh Will would say bars. That was okay. a play. Right. That was spicy, oh. as he would say. Yeah. 400, 500, all just because you're doing the land, you just got to secure the electricity and the plumbing. Deanna, remind me about the plumbing. Yes, thank you, Janice. Thank you very much. Thank did I get that? That's exactly what I would do. Okay. That's exactly what I would do because why not? That's, <laughs> That's why I was asking that if it was a high income area with the work field. That's why I was trying to ask those little 50,000 people. That ain't no high income area. No, it's yeah, not. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. No, no. A high income area gonna never have no 50,000 people in it. Let me tell you what high income area gonna have. High income area is gonna have your address is gonna be two. It's gonna say two Sandy Court Drive. That means it's 19 houses in this community, and we the second one. <laughs> oh, wow. 50,000 is literally working class with a nice lower class. If you can bring that in, man, 400 times 500. Grace, what is that number? It's got a lot of zeros in it. I know it's got 20 and some zeros. That's like 200,000 a month, I think. Yeah, but it's 200,000, 20,000. That ain't 20,000. I would never do a $20,000 deal. That's, that's shameful. That's shameful. <laughs> <laughs> Last one, 50, 20, 30 rule. 50, 20, 30 rule. 50, 20, 30 rule. Easy. 50, 20, 30 is a budget rule. It helps with your financial goals. 50% of your after tax income and obligations, I'm sorry, 
50% of your after-tax income needs to go to your obligations and your needs and your stupid stuff. Not your stupid stuff, but you know, going to Walmart and eating and stuff. <laughs> the other 50% you're gonna split into 20 and 30. 20% goes to savings and debt. 30% goes to the stuff you want. I do not recommend the 50, 20, 30 rule to anybody unless you're at retirement age. I'm different. If you're at retirement age, go and enjoy your life. If you are not at retirement age and you're doing the 50, 20, 30 rule, then you probably listened to Senator Elizabeth Warren, who probably should have been president. Who knows? I mean, she, 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 she had a good campaign going on for her. And you're drinking too much Kool-Aid. Because you should be far more aggressive than spending 50% of your income to other people's economies. 50% of your income need to go to you. At retirement age, you done did all this work. Mm-hmm. Now 50% of your income needs to go to you blowing your money. Yeah, you didn't retire and do all this smart stuff to not enjoy it. At this point, you're supposed to be walking barefoot, drinking things at seven in the morning because you feel like it. Yeah. Susan, uh-huh. give me, Susan, give me some. Go home give, and, yeah. I got to go, <laughs> go home and get in the sand. And is you got to go home and get in the sand. Be like, Susan, give me some pancakes so I can soak up this my time. <laughs> What's the point of retirement? The point of retirement is not to be on your best behavior. And it don't make sense for you to wait to retire to travel the world. Mm -hmm. The point of retiring is I gave up my 20s and my 30s and probably my 40s. And now, while everybody else is going to be a Walmart greeter, I'm in Rome. I don't have no home. If I hit 70, I'm selling my home ASAP. Antonio? (laughs) Yes, ma'am. I was talking to one of my best friends last night and she's leaving for Italy on Tuesday. And, you know, she is financially secure, has a, you know, million dollar home, has investments, has the daughters that live nearby, you know, and grandchildren. Now, mind you, she had to go through some stuff, but, you know, she... That's how I go. She... She, um, you know, is very secure and she's a very lovely lady. And that's the life you want to live, right? Let's wrap this up. The time is well spent. What if you, Antonio, yes, mm-hmm. if you just have fun, just getting that money, it's not work. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And if that, that's what we feel like that too. That's the investment type of money, right? That's when you, that's using compound interest. If you use compound interest, almost everything I say goes out the picture because you can do what you want, when you want, how you want it. Go ahead, Phil. Perfect time to pitch tonight the e-myth. Yes, The next please. chapter we're going to be covering is beyond the comfort zone. Wow, that is, because everything we talked about today is beyond the comfort zone. Beyond the comfort zone. I taught today's class in this manner. And, you know, it was lengthy, but it was worth it. It's, we got people watching on YouTube still right now. Everybody here, we lost like three people. I did this for a simple reason. 
And that reason is we're getting ready to invest because we are worthy of other people paying our bills. I, I didn't mean, you, you know, I, yeah, I didn't mean we as a me. I meant Brenda and Frida and, and Shelly. And 27 like, people on here. Y'all, Texas talk, are supposed to have people paying for your pedicures, paying for your Italy trips. I know that's right. No, that's right. And you don't have to do this in some way that's unfair. All you have to do is control the thing they need. It is not your fault that people don't like sleeping outside with mosquitoes and bugs and ants. You didn't create the world, but you can buy that real estate somebody else did create and make sure they don't have to go to sleep with ants biting on their necks and lips. You're providing comfort. You're providing a warm shower and a cold night to sleep in. And air conditioning in the summertime. Air, especially in the South. And air conditioning in the South summertime. Even Philly hot right now. So you get paid for it. You get paid. If I know Antoine needs to shave and he ain't making no razors, it is not my fault he's buying from me. If he don't want to spend on my razor company, he should have made his own razors. But since he didn't, I need a bunch of Antons paying my bills. Oh, Antonio, you wear glasses. You gonna make your own lenses? No? Worry not. We got it. We're doing that too. Hey, literally, somebody, women are having menstrual cycles every 28 days and there's a man, a man, for God's sake, making money off your cycle. That don't make no sense. Come on, Phil. Janice, I just uh, asked Google, you can put five to nine units on a one acres, a mobile home. And it says that depends upon the local government. So you have to check with the local government, see what they allow on the mobile home park. And they're saying here, you can put five to nine units on one acre. Five to nine on one acre? Right. Oh my God. That's okay, one other question. Do mm -hmm. I need to take it out of the business name to do this or I can leave everything as is? You're, you can leave everything as is. Your most important. Yeah, if you got a commercial lender. Okay. Absolutely. Your most important thing is going to be your. He's when he says actually government, you need to go rezone that property. Right. That is that. There's something called zoning. Yeah. You need to. Yeah. Well, I, for the younger folk, zoning is when an, an appraiser comes out. That's not really fair, but I'm trying to use words that y'all understand. Okay. <laughs> when an appraiser comes out. And then read uh, changes, the changes the boundaries and the the city's purpose and designation for that land. So as five to nine, we'll just use nine. Nine times four is thirty-six. She has four lakers. That's thirty-six individually metered thingamabobbies, you know, places. That's thirty-six different people are going to pay their own light bills. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. 
and, and there you go. You, you, you get what I'm saying? 36 different people do that. And that needs to be zoned in a particular way. And that is just you going down to city hall and doing that stuff like that. Okay, it's already zoned residential. You would think it was state residential? That's not going to work. No, your residential is not going to work. Residential? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. It's going to be residential. Great question. It'll be residential for them. Right. But not you. You're the owner. It is commercial for you, but it's a different kind of... Yes, ma'am. It's a different kind of commercial. Okay. Yeah, it's a a kind of commercial that has 36 individual meters on it. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Some of y'all... Yes, ma'am. Some of y'all got an upside... stairs downstairs and then it's like one meter that means you got to pay all the bills but if you just go get it rezoned if you just go spend the 500 to get it rezoned then you can individually meter that and you can get that light bill off of you and pass it to your customers and charge more for rent um can i say woohoo in this space right here <laughs> two, two hours 24 minutes but it was filled with practical information that was 16 weeks in that is 16 weeks. Sorry it took so long, but there's no you way. You want to talk about 5,000, 5,000 for one? You want to talk about that now? What you want to talk look, about? Look, look, look at you, look at you. You know what I'm saying? I heard you say yeah, $1,000 for five. I yeah, heard you. Hear I heard that you See, huh? this is this is exactly how y'all got that deal. But that right there, right there, he I'm stayed on me. What? I I heard you say it. <laughs> it was a slip. It was a slip of the mouth. It was a slip of the mouth. No, 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 no. We I'll give you it. till tomorrow to think about what okay, it was. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you. Last words. Antonio has a rule. I'm not telling you that this rule is smart. I'm not telling you this rule is for you. This rule fits my financial goals, Antoine. Write this down. I've said it many a time before, but some of y'all is going to be first time you heard it. I will have no debt. Let me start over. Antonio has this rule. I'm not telling you that this rule makes sense for you. I'm telling you this rule makes sense for my $100 billion aspirations. And the rule is as follows. I will have no debt that other people don't pay for. 11 words. If I get debt, somebody got to pay my debt. It is not my responsibility. My responsibility, I will have no debt that other people are not paying for. It is my responsibility to create good debt and get good people to pay for that debt. One of us has to be wealthy. Jesus even said, the poor would be with you always. And I don't plan on being poor. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. Thank you all so much, everybody. We love you. Love you more. <laughs> Woohoo. Love you more. Love you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently. 
so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.